Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Talking away just like I always am right when Battle Ready starts. Thank you for joining us. Get your Bibles out. We're going to start in Second uh, Chronicles. I started to say Corinthians, but that's not the right one. It's yes, Chronicles. That's where you wanted to be. That's where I wanted that's to be. Right. <laughs> so, um, first of all, happy Easter to everybody. I hope you all make it out to church tomorrow for Easter Sunday. I'm looking for a very blessed time here at Addison, so I wish the same for all the churches out there. Let's start with, catch us up to where we are. We just, David just passed away, Solomon's now king. Uh, give us kind of an overview and lead us into Second Chronicles chapter 1. Please. Well, the, the books of Chronicles are really one book. We have them split up in two because that's what the editor did at some point, but they're actually one book. And the reason they're called Chronicles is, are, is that they are a timeline of events that are important that the author, who, we don't, who didn't sign his name, we don't know exactly who the author is for absolute sure, wanted us to know, and not us, but us too eventually, mm -hmm. but wanted the nation of Israel to know when they came out of Babylonian captivity and they headed back into Jerusalem, how we got here, and <laughs> how know, they got where they were, and and what it had been before after 70 years of being out of their homeland. What was the history? What were the events? What led up to this? And it's the story of, of God building a kingdom from King David to the last king. Okay, and we, right? and, and we were talking about this earlier today, but I, I think that's an important piece to remember, and I know you said it was important, but... It is a different style of writing than just writing the scriptures down. There's all kinds of places in scriptures where they can tell you a story and then they can tell you the next story, but that story may have happened before the first one or later on far past what they're going to tell next. Mm -hmm. they, they're presented in order of their importance to them or the topic they're trying to write about. But Chronicles is a timeline. Mm -hmm. Or that's, that's what I, my, my, looking into that and studying has said that when you talk about a chronicle that means a little different thing than just the story of it but actually the timing of it okay right so it puts things down and most people believe and i think they're most people are probably right that the author of this is ezra and we just heard that today in a study that we were listening to because as we, you'd said that before mm -hmm. at first chronicles but we didn't really have backup for that back but, but the reason they think so is because there are things that are directly in the book of Ezra that are directly in the Chronicles just completely the kind same. of the same wording same and, style and, uh, same the styles the same 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 and information that they wanted to make sure that the people knew and chronicling this is interesting it's I don't know since we said that it's drawn my thought back because this is the last book of the Hebrew Bible, the what they mm -hmm. what they use. So it kind of sums up where they are and how they've got there. Kind of everything you just said, but being Which is a really chronicle, interesting it's an interesting me. way to put that. Just as a side note, and and. With a book that says they were hauled off into captivity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they they started out with this grand and glorious king and they end up in captivity but because of jesus christ our bible ends with 
the great and mighty king of all time mm -hmm. setting mankind free. Mm -hmm. Right, and, and, and the freedom so of his people with him forever, mm -hmm. ruling and reigning with him, far from chains, the liberty, mm -hmm. right, that are there with him living. And isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. the, what the law, not no, the law is good, the law came from God, but the law couldn't save us, and the law ends in captivity. The law, the law meaning the Old Testament, but the New Testament in Jesus Christ ends in liberty. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check He's, for the he, Facebook people here just for a minute. Go ahead. If you've been, if Christ has made you free, you're free indeed. Right. There's a difference in where that ends. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's also interesting to me that everything that Isaiah and all of them predict and prophesy about when this Chronicles is being written, it 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 all came to pass. Mm -hmm. Just like they said, even though. They said it 100 years, 150 years before it actually mm -hmm. happened. Every minute detail, every piece of it is found in these books because that's how it happened. I'd like to start with this to discuss a poem I found. Okay. Can okay. I do that? Mm -hmm. This poem is called, How Did I Get Here? It says, you're going through the motions. The days pass in a blur. Not sure you're making progress, though you're not who you once were. And then you drift a little further, and the days turn into years, and slowly you're left wondering, how on earth did I get here? Mm -hmm. That fits to me, mm -hmm. what we're getting ready to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay, that fits to me. Because as we've studied this today and we've talked about it, like, what is the message of Chronicles? What is the message about this thing, and especially of Second Chronicles? And like I said, we've listened to some other commentaries and speakers and preachers who have wonderful things to say. But I think what resonated the most out of all of that discussion was mm -hmm. that you start with David, who's the man after God's own heart, preparing for the building of the temple and setting aside all the riches and all the things, knowledge and helpers and mm -hmm. workers and soldiers mm -hmm. and priests and all the people in order to pass on to his son to do this great work of building a temple for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it is it is the golden age of Israel. It is the time that they look back to, and this was the greatest time ever mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. our people, mm -hmm. where God was being honored and everything was just wonderful. And it ends with, how did we get here? Right? What happened? Mm -hmm. Right? With complete confusion and catastrophe. And you think, that didn't happen by one single act or one single king or one action that happens slowly and slowly and slowly over time by a thousand different decisions and compromises and despite several revivals and despite several men of God who did marvelous things that the Bible records yes. there was a progress toward falling away falling apart you're so, distracted. Uh, well, I just now got everything that I could see on Facebook. Okay. I couldn't see it at first, and I was afraid maybe some of this was being missed, but that's okay. Um, I also know that the books in sec or the timeline for Second Chronicles covers 427 years, it, about, is what they're saying. And that's a lot of time for a little book, mm -hmm. right? So you can only pick what you think is the most crucial things mm -hmm. that we know that happened. Mm -hmm. And then I right. think... It's easy to put this in perspective because what you let in with is, how'd I get here? Mm -hmm. Well, I started this way with David and his son Solomon and everybody, you know, lined up and in order, and then I'm going to end in exile. 
and being carried away, your children being carried away, the temple being completely raised by the enemy. In other words, you, the one one teacher we listened to today said you can't even, you can see where Herod's temple stood, the outline of, but you can't at all find see, where, where Solomon's, Solomon's temple stood. Mm -hmm. You can find burnt remains of their houses, but not where the temple was because on purpose, Babylon raised Swished it to the it ground, like mm -hmm. they scraped it away, the very existence of it. What? So so how do you go from building this magnificent place through the plans and preparation and blessing of God to that? How do we get there? So let's, let's do some perspective, because what I think of when I see that this book takes 400 years is the people that started are not the people at the end of it, number one, mm -hmm. but if I apply this to us, if we went back 400 years from today-ish, where would we be? Right? We'd be in the 1620s. And what happened in the 1620s? The pilgrims landed in Plymouth. How far have we changed? Well, I mean, obviously people in Plymouth weren't perfect people either. No, they're not perfect here. David and Solomon they're aren't not perfect, perfect people, here. Perfect mm -hmm. people here. But we had people coming to start a country, a place to live where you could go to the Bible and believe, read it, believe what it says without being persecuted, thrown into jail, mm -hmm. attacked. Mm -hmm. They and, and they tried, I mean, I'm not gonna give a history lesson, no, but they but tried still. to become Dutch citizens first. And they were, the adults were happy, but they looked at their children and their children were being corrupted. And they mm -hmm. saw that their children were not, their children were being persuaded more to believe what the people around them were believing and they thought you know what this compromise won't work mm -hmm. we're gonna have to go where we can teach our children what, what this mean? is because this is the most important thing it's more important than our lives or our comfort or having a job right now it's more important than anything that we can teach our children the truth and they can pass it on to their children so and then think of where we are now all obviously not perfect later, people but what a, years later what a difference and if you ask people today if you just took a microphone out on the street and you said what's the purpose of being in america today would they say so that we can raise our children to know god and that we can serve that. our fellow man and spread the gospel to people who don't know. Would that would be what you mm -mm. thought we were here for? You know, there's wonderful things about America. I'm not dogging America, but is that what they would say? Mm -hmm. I sincerely how, doubt it. So, so we ought to be able to make some comparisons for their situation to our situation, right? Mm -hmm. And before we start let, let's talk about that for just a minute because we talked about that today too talk about progression talk about it doesn't start off as a big fall away mm -mm. it's it, there's there's a thing this is where it is okay before we even get into this you brought this up today from deuteronomy chapter 17 chapter 17 i want to go back to that for a minute I'm right here and what you, you want to say i want you to say and then i want to focus on one verse that i picked up when i was reading it again okay so in De deuteronomy deuteronomy <laughs> chapter 17 sorry um this the heading moses, on mine says concerning a king is that what you're saying yes. moses given what god gave to him and he's to teaching tell the this people, next generation he's telling them and he's telling the levites this is your job mm -hmm. to warn the people about this for and this is way before david, this and, is Solomon, way before right? david and Solomon. and he's saying you need to this make is, sure you pass this, this wisdom happens, on deuteronomy is saying it twice so he's already discussed this with the ones that had to stay there in the is wilderness. no king 
Right. When there Moses is no writes king. this, there's right. only there is only God as king. There is no king. Right. There is no king. But, but it says it starts in verse. Do you care if I go to fourteen and start yeah, from there? Yeah. Go ahead. In verse fourteen, it says Moses is telling this next generation that's going to cross into the promised land. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shalt possess it, and shalt dwell therein, and shalt say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me. Now, I want to stop there just a second, because I know Samuel gets really upset, and he and God says to Samuel, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me, right? But Samuel's say, thinking they're very foolish when they ask to have a king. Okay, he, here's a Bible thing, okay? He already knew they were going to ask for a king. Here's a Bible point that we forget. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we will all say, and if we if we if we don't think about this in the right way, you can really be messed up reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. because it was God's plan mm -hmm. for them to have a king. Yes, they had to have a king because mm -hmm. Jesus is king. Right, and Jesus is coming. Yes, yet it is a rejection of God when they ask for a king. Those two things are simultaneously true. Mm -hmm. Just like everybody will look at crucifixion day and say Satan was in charge of that I don't think it was either. that was the plan All from the beginning mm -hmm. right so how do, you, how do you square that from the beginning it was God's will that Jesus die on a cross to save us all from sins and to get us get us to heaven because he has that perfect sovereign all-knowing will and the evil done on crucifixion day mm -hmm. It's because, because God uses everybody mm -hmm. to accomplish his purpose. He uses the evil. The serpent bites and the, the serpent. He and, uh, and, and those, that doesn't mean those people were right to do what mm -hmm. they did to Jesus or they won't be judged for the sins they no, committed. No, no, no. It means God knows all things, uses all things. All things work together mm -hmm. for the good of those who love mm -hmm. and serve him, right? That never stops being true. So here when they ask for a king, they're being rebellious and disorderly. And he tells them that they're going to. Moses. And God uses the kings he gives them to show them who the difference between them and the king they really need the one which by the way is they Jesus. already have mm -hmm. yes they, yeah, they, they had god, god as king mm -hmm. and they right? let him go but they're going to see just him like in, in the garden person. right we had the perfect thing and we let and it go yeah right? do you know what i mean and mm -hmm. like cru crucifixion day looks like a victory for the evil one but it is the greatest victory ever won by the son of god mm -hmm. if if you remember when victory. when when jesus scolds peter he scolds him because he says, no, 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 you're not going to go die. Which is what we all want to say. Mm -hmm. We don't want any part of that. No. You suffering, you being hurt, that can't be the plan. But that's, that's the plan. The plan. Mm -hmm. That's right? why. If that's this, the plan. If not because any that's other good, way, let it pass he from used me. Mm -hmm. the bad. He used the bad. That's and what redemption is all about, by the way. It is. If you're used by God at all, he's using the bad. Mm -hmm. To make it, yes. You and I are bad. Absolutely. And he redeems us and uses us for his glory. Right. And, as, and he'll use the bad guy who doesn't come to And as school. you read scripture, you, you'll start to connect the front to the back. You'll start to see and the that, images and as they go back and forth. trying to keep in your mind that that doesn't make evil good and good evil. That no. doesn't do that at all. But no. that means God in his sovereignty, knowing all things, knows what's uses even that. And even tells to you do what's going to happen, right? So here we go. Okay. Verse 15. 
Thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, even though that's what you're going to do. You're going to set him over yourself as king, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. Whom God will choose. One from among thy brethren shalt thou set king over thee, that thou mayest not set a stranger over thee, which is not thy brother. But here's your warning. But yeah, but you know what? That's an interesting thing. I think about the Antichrist there and that a little bit in that. But we'll go on. That's way too far for where we are. Verse 16. But he shall not multiply. Okay, now. Let's do this again. We are in Deuteronomy. Moses is telling the second generation, getting ready to cross into the promised land. You're going to ask for a king. Someday. I will help Hundreds you set up a king. Now. I will help you. I'll pick the king. It's going to be no, from Moses your brother. God will, right? God will pick your king, right? right? Verse 16, he says, But he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt. To the end that he should multiply horses, for as much as the Lord has said unto you, ye shall henceforth return no more that way. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. And it shall be, when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law. That's the one I wanted to In get a to. book, out of what out of that which is before the priest and the Levites. So, okay. And you it shall, he, wait, 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 19. I like this. I want to stop at 18 before you go to 19. Okay. Because 18 he says, we didn't even know there was a book. Right? Why yeah. We find Where this is the book? Second. Can what we find book? it? Can we look for it? We have and a book. And that's in the book of Second Chronicles later mm -hmm. on. But even at Solomon's day, I wonder, did he have his own copy of the book? Was he reading the copy of the book that had this warning? I don't know. Because when we read it chapter one. It doesn't sound like it, but it I don't know. It doesn't sound like he's or, read this warning. Or he thought... That was for back then. But even at that, David is only the second king. Mm -hmm. It's not like we've had kings forever and that applied to the first kings, but not to me. Mm -hmm. He's only, Solomon's number three. But don't we do that? I mean, we have the word of God and we can make that same comparison. We got it. It's somewhere mm -hmm. in the house. So almost everybody's got and here's one somewhere. Why, here's why you get your own copy. And, verse and 19, here's why you read it all the time. And verse 19, he sums it up by saying, And it shall be with him, the king, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them, that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren, and that he turn not aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left, to the end that he may prolong his days in his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. Okay. Now that's pretty plain. And we started with, let's do whatever it takes so that our children know the truth. Mm -hmm. You know what it takes for your children to know the truth? For you to you get your own it. copy of the book and read it. And know it for yourself. And not just one day, but all the days of your life. And make sure that you train your children so they know, and they have it all their days of their life, what the truth of God is. Because mm -hmm. if you're dependent on Anybody. the Sunday school teacher or the pastor or, just or, or the teacher at school us. or the government or whatever you depend on so that you know what God would have you to do, that won't work. Mm -hmm. Somebody will let you down. Somebody will fail to tell you what you need to know. But God has made it known. He shared it, it with is. us mm -hmm. what we need to know. Mm -hmm. and, and he shared it with Solomon. But then let's read chapter 1 about Solomon. So now we start our lesson in second the second book of chronicles chapter 1 verse mm -hmm. 1 and solomon the son of david was strengthened in his kingdom and the lord his god was with him and magnified him exceedingly then solomon spake unto all israel to the captains of thousands and of hundreds and to the judges and to every governor in all israel the chief of the fathers 
So Solomon and all the congregation with him went, up, went to the high place that was in Gibeon, for there was the tabernacle of the congregation of God, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. That's, that's, they've cared for that a long time to get it there, right? That's not just a few years they've had this tabernacle. And what she's talking about, in case this is the first time you the tabernacle of the congregation is the tent meeting place. I don't know whether it's mm -hmm. covered with skins and linens that they prepared. It's what they made when they left Egypt and they were in the wilderness mm -hmm. to meet with God there. It was separated into a holy of holies and a holy place. There was a place for the, the mm -hmm. offering of the blood in the holy of holies and for there's an altar outside of it for the burnt offerings there's tape all these things that are very important that you can go back and read in the book of exodus start about chapter 20 where he gives the ten mm -hmm. commandments and go forward and you can read about all the things in the making of this beautiful place that god mm -hmm. would meet with them there and it was all on rings that they could carry with them because they were still traveling all the time mm -hmm. for those 40 years in the wilderness and they had to be able to take it with them and just for a minute before you go even further, mm -hmm. and this is what it's talking about, by this time, they've had their first king, Saul, who didn't honor God the way he should, who didn't believe the word of God enough mm -hmm. to do what he actually said, but always was a compromiser of it in his actions. And he loses the kingdom. He's mm -hmm. a Benjaminite because of that, Not to make a long story short. That's true. But the tabernacle has been in disrepair for a while, and it's sitting in a high place called Gibeon, Mm -hmm. Right. Where mm -hmm. people are at this high places later on are going to be condemned by God because they will lead to some idol worship and some things that are mm -hmm. not pleasing to God but once the temple here. is built. But right now it's not mm -hmm. because we know that Samuel, who is the priest of God, chosen by there. God, went there, there and offered sacrifices mm -hmm. for the people. He traveled from place to place doing that. Mm -hmm. But right now it's at Gibeon and the Ark of the Covenant that was that place in the Holy of Holies that I spoke of where the blood of the lamb was offered for the people by the high priest. That is sitting in Jerusalem in a tent made by David. So it's kind of like everything's split up. Everything's a little out of whack. Mm -hmm. Where Solomon is king sits the Ark of Covenant, Ark of the Covenant. But where the burnt offering is offered is sitting at Gibeon. Mm -hmm. So he goes up to Gibeon with, when it says all of Israel, what I read, that means unto all Israel. He's talking about all the leading men. Mm -hmm. the of Israel of go with him that he said. In a, and, and what I, from what I understand what's happening here is he is making an attempt to say first things first mm -hmm. we honor God mm -hmm. and we're going to acknowledge that he is the true king you know I've been made king mm -hmm. but he's the true king and we're going to put him first and it says God is blessing David and, and he's magnified Right? Mm -hmm. God was with him and magnified Solomon. him, magnified him exceedingly. Mm -hmm. We're about to read about like the thousand sacrifices mm -hmm. yeah, he's gonna go. make. That's that follows okay? right here. So this is this is a big thing that is right. It is right. And but it's people tells are complicated. You it, but people oh yeah, didn't people we, are complicated. We got into that today, yes. People are complicated. Because we want to say Solomon, and that's I guess that's the question for you guys to sort through on your own, and I can't give you an answer. Is Solomon a good guy or a bad guy? He, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Solomon is this king that honors God first in his life. He's the chosen Wisest, one. God picked given him. Given wisdom, given knowledge. God, God blesses get, him with abundance. God speaks to him in person twice mm -hmm. that we're going to find out. He, he speaks to him. He's never spoken to me like that. He's spoken to me through the Holy Spirit and his word, but he's never come and given me instructions. He gave Solomon instructions twice. Mm -hmm. So there was something... There's he something. had a, a connection to God. He had a devotion to God. 
But by the time we get to the end of the book, that's why that we started with, how did I get here? Solomon is serving false gods. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that is hard to put together. You, you don't, Isn't it? Because mm -hmm. you know what? We're hard to figure, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We are. And you, you can't, it and, is hard to look at a person's life and say, it, I know, you know what? When I, and it always comes back to homeschool. And I'm sorry, but that's my life. Mm -hmm. It's okay? fine with me. Mm -hmm. So I love history and mm -hmm. I love literature and they always intersect mm -hmm. in homeschool. They it's do. always crossing over. And we were talking about Les Miserables. We were mm -hmm. talking about the French Revolution. We were talking about these mm -hmm. things. And so my, my one student in class said, so was that a good thing or a bad thing? Yes. Yes. She said, now what about, I said, what about, and we, we, we talk a little bit more. And she says, and then there's Napoleon. Now, he, was he a good guy or a bad guy? Yep. Yes. <laughs> and how is that different from, the, and they talked about some other thing. And, and we got into this discussion. It ended up being like an hour and a half talk about, I can't give you an answer to that. Because what they want to teach in, forgive me. Mm-hmm public school what they want to teach in public school what they what we are historically told is here's the list of good guys they're all good and here's the list of bad guys and they're, they're all, all together bad, bad. Mm -hmm. and the truth is if bad guys were always bad we'd never fall for it and if good guys were always good we wouldn't have all the trouble we have mm -hmm. the truth is we are difficult and we are complicated and, and complicated we are we are and a life progressed. can't be judged by an act and there's another thing you know here's you another thing that. that we said we talked about this at length too today he, it is not my place right there are certain things that i cannot judge on another person no. i can tell what you did whether that was good or bad but to judge what your relationship is to god i cannot do that i no. do not have the authority I know it says, I know it says by your fruit. There's people that want to say if But they, my yeah. fruit might be different today and tomorrow. It depends. My heart and my relationship with God, I do not have, I don't think anybody has the right to judge another man's servant. You, you don't, you don't yet, know. By their fruits, you will by know them. By their fruits, you'll know them. And, that, and that's as far <laughs> as we so can go, right? That's as far as I can go. Right, that's it. But at the same time, like uh, that we're saying that, I can't really tell you how Solomon's life ended. Mm -mm. I can tell you that God judged him for the sin what that he, he committed did, at the end like of his life. Just like he does all of us. But I, but I can tell you how Solomon would have judged it. How about mm -hmm. that? Yes. Because yes. Solomon said, it's not the beginning. It's how it's the man the ending, ends. Mm -hmm. he right? Does. Mm -hmm. he's, he, he's judged by his own words. Mm -hmm. And he, wrote, and he wrote lots of words to tell us those things. Solomon He says said, everything's um, vanity and vexation of spirit. Solomon, who we're talking about in this chapter, was a he wasn't just a writer of wisdom. He was a he was collector, collector of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And there's in Proverbs chapter 30, it says these are the words of Agur, right, mm -hmm. who is another person. Mm -hmm. The words of Agur, the son of Jekith, even the prophecy, the man spake unto Ithiel, even unto Ithiel and Ukau. I don't know who any of these people are. Mm -hmm. here's, what, here's what the guy, Solomon, thought this was important to write down. These are Solomon's words. Mm -hmm. Surely I am more brutish than any man and have not the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. I, it makes me really want to know who this guy was. Mm -hmm. This Solomon thought someone who would say that of himself was worthy of writing down. But listen mm -hmm. to what he says. Who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Jesus quotes that. He mm -hmm. said, you know, mm -hmm. I've both ascended up and descended. Mm -hmm. Right? Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? Well, that's Jesus, too. Who hath bound the waters in a garment? That'd be that's Jesus. the Lord. Job mm -hmm. says that about him. Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? What's his son's name, if thou canst tell? Mm -hmm. 
Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add not thou unto his words, lest, lest he, he reprove thee, and thou, and thou be found a liar. And I've heard people say, it, you know, somebody will sin, or, and, and I'm not getting into judging. We're not, that's not my qualification. No, that's not my, no, my and either. it's not authority God gave me. People say, this guy, someone commits a sin, and they'll say, well, that means they never were saved. They never had a relationship with God, no. because if they were truly saved, they wouldn't turn away from him. You know what? Solomon had a, a way better relationship with God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Recorded by the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Than most people I know, uh-huh. and then he still and then to he come still back. had a free will choice to walk away and do his own thing if that's what he stayed in. Mm-hmm. He had now, God allowed him yes, to do so. We don't know he judged he the sin of him. I don't know how he ends his life, mm-hmm. but but he was. You couldn't say, well, Solomon never knew God because he does. Because he does, mm-hmm. right? Yes, he does. Complicated, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. That's why if anybody asks, is say if anybody asks you, do you think I'm saved? Don't answer that question because you, you can't. You can't answer it. That's right. You can't answer it. I know that I'm saved only by the finished work of Jesus Christ, but I think if I try to find my salvation anywhere else, I'm lost. Mm-hmm. True. Right? Yes, absolutely. And we should, as a church, I heard a, I heard um, they were talking today about a service that, that this person was remembering because it was so special to her, and it was an Easter service. And, of course, that's what everything was talking about today is what was your most memorable mm-hmm. Easter service. And what they said was, now it's kind of off point a little bit, but what they said was the pastor of this particular church went down the street where the poor and the thieves and the prostitutes and those were on Saturday night and asked him to come to Sunday church service for Easter because it was Easter. And he was able to kind of convince them to come. And one of the prostitutes came in dressed as prostitutes dress because that's all they had and she said the most memorable part about that Easter was a little old lady she said just an older lady went out to the girl put her arm around her hugged her and started talking to her and she said come with me and they went in to the ladies restroom and when they came out the girl was wearing the woman's jacket that had gone with her you know frilly beautiful Easter outfit she had given it to her to wear and when they asked her why she did that she said because I knew when she realized that it was not appropriate dress she was going to be embarrassed and I didn't want her embarrassed I wanted her to know we wanted her here and I told her so we want her here sometimes I think that's where the church has gotten we've forgotten we try to judge things that aren't ours to judge the Mm -hmm. the idea is we got to get them to Christ first and Mm -hmm. then We'll let him help clean up all the other stuff, but we've got to love them first. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a really good testimony of that lady that the woman who saw it still does things like that today. She was telling some of the stuff that she did, and I won't go into all that, but it was the fact that she didn't take her and scurry her off because, oh my goodness, it's a prostitute in church. Yeah. She scurried her off because she realized, and she told, she said she told her, I realize when these other people come in, and all there, they all get all fancied up for Easter. You're going to feel like you're out of place and you're going to be embarrassed. And I don't want you to feel that way. We want you here. You can have my jacket. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, wouldn't yeah. we do better if we could keep that kind of thing in mind instead of trying to decide whether they should be here or whether they're a Christian or whether not? I mean, you're going to have people come to your church tomorrow for Easter Sunday. Whatever you do, make them feel don't get them here and then make them feel bad because they came. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other stories was about a little because boy. Because their kids make noise. Because well, yeah, because the, because they, <laughs> they sit in your seat. Because well, they, we had one of the yeah. other ones was one of the guy that was interviewing said that he came into church. One of his friends asked him to come to Easter service, and he's, you know, sixteen years old. He don't know anything. He comes to he came to the church in shorts and a, a hoodie and his hat on backwards. And he said, as soon as he walked in the door, one of the elderly deacons walked up and told him, son, in here, we don't wear hats. Well, he said, I took the hat off, because I, but I knew immediately I wasn't supposed to be here. Can you imagine Christ's reaction? To that? To yes. that. Yes. Can you imagine Christ who, who and God went to the cross and, forgive and gave everything for that, that person? And we get them here so they can hear about it and have that eternal life. And we're like, excuse me, your hat disqualifies you from this gift. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we don't want you We here. don't want to, You're not good enough. And he to said, and he that. didn't, you know, the deacon, I'm meant sure, well. Meant, well, meant well. But that's not what Stop. we say to people when we finally get them here. Yeah. They've got to, it's got to be love. If it's not love here when they get here, you know, all Which that makes me feel later. really bad that this is Solomon's heyday chapter, and we're tearing it up. And with I'm tearing it up. Yeah. But but you know what? It, I didn't do it. The Bible did it. Mm-hmm. And because it, even on the heyday chapter, this is this is the chapter when I was a little girl and you learned about Solomon. This is the chapter we read mm-hmm. because this is where Solomon is given that wonderful, wonderful opportunity gift. from mm-hmm. God to ask for anything he wants. Mm-hmm. So right? let's let's get back here. Yeah, and, and I'm bringing up the negative. I'm bringing up the negative yeah. only for this reason, because the seeds of everything to follow are in this chapter. Mm-hmm. They are right. They are. So the seeds of how did we get here are right here. And how do we get here? Why? Are... Even on the best day, hey, I'm gonna go your back. Your best day. I'm gonna go back to my thing that you're not going. <laughs> no, I know I... we're trying to get away from that, but how did your church get where it is today? Because of how you treat people. Right. right. How you treat oh, the yeah. lost when they come in. How right. where where are you? This is what you need, right? So let's go on. I'm not jumping away from it. I, okay. I agree well, with I'm, everything I'm, you're saying. I'm trying not to say that too much because no. it sounds very preachy and I don't mean to I sound agree with preachy. everything you're saying about that. But we don't think before we speak and we or or we think we're doing the right thing by saying something that's hurtful to someone who doesn't have a clue what's going on in church. They don't know, right? We need to be careful. We need to watch our mouth. I heard that from a minister once. <laughs> Verse 4. But the ark of God. Now what she said is still true. The, the tabernacles in Gibeon. But the ark of God uh, had David brought up from Kirjath-Jerim to the place which David had prepared for it and pitched a tent for it at Jerusalem. Moreover, the brazen altar that Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made, he put before the tabernacle of the Lord, and Solomon and the congregation sought unto it. So they're, go- they're looking for that. And Solomon went up thither to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation, and offered a thousand burnt offerings upon it. That's a lot of offerings. Can I just say? Yes, you can. He's not allowed to do that. He's not allowed to do that. <laughs> that is See, so I told true. you I'm picking on Solomon. You're talking about don't pick on me. I'm picking on Solomon. <laughs> Who's supposed to offer the burnt offerings? The, the priests. The priests. Right? But he says they, maybe he had them offer for him. But that's not what it says. Listen Solomon to me. Went but what I want to the say about that is. And he did this. There's another king. that Yes. 
There's another king later. The seeds are here. There's another king later on who gets the same idea named Uzziah. Mm-hmm. And he goes in to the temple and to offer a sacrifice. And he is severely punished by the Lord. Again, we, we had the same discussion in First Chronicles. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. And the difference is I am looking on the outside God and God is, is looking, looking on the, on the heart. Mm-hmm. And there are situations where, and, and we talked about with Uzzah, Mm-hmm. A similar name, who grabs the ark and dies. He grabs the ark when it's following off a cart, and he dies, mm-hmm. right? And then later on, David brings the ark and puts it under a tent where it's not supposed to be, and God's like, okay. <laughs> and, and you think, wait, <laughs> what? I'm trying to make sense of the rules here. God's word is always true. There are always consequences to doing things wrong. And always. He knows the heart. Sometimes they're immediate. Sometimes they follow later on in the case of the next king, Uzziah, who's going to try this trick and there's consequences. But God judges the heart of a man. Here's Solomon saying, everything's messed up, but I want to go up here and say in my heart mm-hmm. that God is the most important and I want to start this thing right by honoring him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to offer a thousand sacrifices. What a mess and what a job. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't even help. realize that mm-hmm. is ritually sacrificially done. That is not. A, did anybody not a, else other than Levite did that? Not after Moses gave the law, but before that, Abraham does, and Isaac does, and Jake. And right, Abel does. Abel. Abel. So it's not that it's never been done, but technically, at this point in their relationship with God, he's not supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't judge another man's servant. Is he, he sees the heart. and it does say that Solomon is. But maybe, maybe, let's, let's, let's not him pick him to, Maybe Solomon is having the Levites do it. Mm-hmm. That could be too. That could be too. That, I, that it's, it's just not in there written. It just says, And Solomon went up thither to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation, and offered a thousand burnt offerings upon Sounds him. like he did it. Sounds like he did it. <laughs> but, but if God's looking at his heart. Okay. I but, mean, you, you know, know what? There's, Uzzah. Yeah. Well, there's things yeah. that you just can't. And the ark's not there. You know why I can't right? judge? The ark's not there. I can't keep up. The ark's not there either. The you ark is The ark's not there. And this isn't, this is not a sacrifice for the sin of the people. No. That's the high priest's That's job only. That's the high priest's job only. That's not what this is. This is a sacrifice to show that, Praise, that they're, they're praising God and mm-hmm. thanking God and acknowledging God as king. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, God said, okay. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't he, strike him dead. And no, he rewards it. Mm-hmm. He rewards him. So what so, he does is verse 7. Okay. In that night, God did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to go any further. Yeah, I know. What did we do? What Park would right we there. do if God said to you, What do you want? I've always been taught from the earliest years that Solomon made the right choice. Mm-hmm. I have never until this day wondered. Mm-hmm. Till today. Till today. And I helped you do that. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought what, and God tells him that was a real good, that was a good thing yeah. to ask for. God tells him that was a good request. So let's go ahead and read what okay. it was so we can go. And verse eight, and Solomon said unto God, thou hast showed great mercy unto David, my father, and hast made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David, my father, be established. For thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this thy people that is so great? 
Go all the way down through and 12. God said to Solomon, under, said to Solomon, because that this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast thou asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. I like that. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee. Neither shall there any after thee have the like. Mm -hmm. So God liked that what he picked. Mm -hmm. He said, not only am I going to give you what you asked me for, Solomon, which let's go through what he asked for. I'm going to give you witches, witches, not witches, not witches, <laughs> riches and wealth and honor that would besides really be a kick that in the and all that stuff. So it, what's he, what's he asked for? He said, I want, I thank, first of all, you that showed great mercy to God. Yeah, he first you showed he my father. Him. Thank you. Now I let thy promise, the promise that you, David established, thou hast made me king over the people that are like everywhere. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can judge this thy people that is so great? So I would think if you surveyed Christians and you asked them, what did Solomon ask for? 90% of them would say he asked for wisdom. Mm -hmm. And knowledge. And he does ask for wisdom and knowledge. But what he asked for first is like, okay, I need, I need, I'm humbled by mm -hmm. this job. Mm -hmm. He recognizes he's not able to be king over all these mm -hmm. people and to rule over them. So he said... I need you to help me with the coming in and going out, which we looked up today. What's that phrase mean? That's talking about the everyday affairs that I have to do mm -hmm. to serve these people and do it mm -hmm. right. God, I need you to do it for me. Mm -hmm. I need you to do it through me mm -hmm. because I can't do it. I don't know how to Only do it. Only you are qualified to be king. And here I am sitting in this position. So God, will you give me the wisdom and knowledge to do that well? It's mm -hmm. more than just wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. It's agree. wisdom to be able to do the service of God and at the highest quality and it's it's acknowledging right? that these people aren't solomon's they they belong to they god belong to god and, and that's an important thing mm -hmm. that's a really important thing god not only says yes to that he says yes to a lot more but for the first time today i thought should he have asked for something else and considering the way he ends up it led me a lot in a few different directions because I think it's a great thing to want to serve God well, mm -hmm. right? I do too. I believe that. And then I, and, and it even is in light of the things we were just talking about with like the different mistakes that God kind of was silent on mm -hmm. and the mistakes that God judges immediately. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you think harshly that it, it right? Mm -hmm. And you think, is it more important, and I know that serving God is what I'm, that's why we're here. That's what we He's do. created us into good works. I'm not disqualifying what Solomon asked for. I'm certainly not as smart as he was. I'm saying, is serving God the best request, or is knowing God the best request? Because his father knew him. Knew had, him. Read Psalms, has an intimate knowledge mm -hmm. of God mm -hmm. should he have said then, both I mean do both yeah. but should you have said first God if you're if you're going to give me what I ask here's what I ask for that I can know you even better than my father knew you mm -hmm. 
I was so what would David have asked for? I've thought about that. If God had said, which he said, oh, that I can live in the house of the Lord forever, ever, in his mm -hmm. presence. Mm -hmm. Remember, that's what he writes. He's like, this and is then, what I want more than anything else. To, and to remember, live in his though, presence. when David had a question like that, like, like where he had the question about what's the punishment going to be? You sin. He says, up to, Lord, you, you, you know. You get three days, three years, three, what are you going to do? Uh -huh. And he says, I, I basically, I, I took David to say, you decide. You do what's best because I don't even know what my words. I don't even know what, how, right? I don't, these people shouldn't suffer at all because it wasn't their fault. It was mine. And I think, I don't know, I, you know, I don't know what, I, I've never had God say, what exactly do you want? But yeah. he says, I, I would be like, can I get anything? back to you? Because I need to talk to some really smart people. <laughs> So that I don't mess, I don't blow this opportunity because this is, we talked about, it's Couldn't not a genie in a lamp. No. It's not three magic wishes. It's the God and creator of the universe saying to you, here's, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. The God of the universe wanting to love and bless you so much. He says that he ask. comes to him and says, this chosen one of God, God mm -hmm. picked him, it says, mm -hmm. yep. right? At the yep. end of the last yep. book, That's what it said. which wasn't the last book, same book, but anyway, I want, I want to do something lovely for you, Solomon. Mm -hmm. Whatever you, you ask, that's what I'm gonna get you. And Wouldn't see, you love to have that opportunity? Well, and it says we do. he says to see, ask and you shall receive. He says where two or three are got. I mean, Seek he and tells you, find, you that knock he's, and it shall be open. It's still the father's ask good anything pleasure. in my name. Yeah, it's still the father's yeah. good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants you to have what you want. But what I, do you? We ask don't for? often think of God sitting up there with kindness, saying, "What can I do for you? Mm -hmm. What would you like? What would you like?" I just tell and him. it would scare me to death if he asked me. Yes, <laughs> because I'd get it wrong. I would. And I don't think but there's anything I, dishonorable no. about Solomon asking no. to do his work well. You may. And that's team, what he's saying. I want you to well. do my work I well. Agree. But I, again, the focus is on his work mm -hmm. for his for and God's not people, on but for God's people. His relationship. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know? I struggle with that when I read this. But you know what? It take it. You just. I'm not saying one. You have to have one or the other. No. I'm saying I, what's the primary. I, I right? what I I don't know how everybody else does this, and I'm not sharing this because I think I'm great and wonderful. I certainly am not. I've got more flaws and faults and sins than I care to even think about. But what I say to God when I don't know what to say to God is just take care of me. You know what I need. You know what's best for me. I don't even know what to ask for. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say just take care of it you just just let me in faith believe you are going to take care of me i'm thinking of people and more than one people person don't if you think i'm talking about you i probably am but i'm not only talking about you but I, i'm thinking of more <laughs> you're like oh dear <laughs> i am talking about you but i'm talking about a lot not just one person has told me this so don't 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 feel special but i've had a lot of people come to me and say i'm at this point in my life i always serve the lord i've lived my whole life serving the lord and now i can't do what i used to do and i feel completely worthless and that. helpless and powerless and like what am i still doing here and like it's the most despair filled thing that satan mm -hmm. wants you to focus on mm -hmm. honestly and I, and i've always thought like in light of this right mm -hmm. it, are we only valuable to god for what we we do in our work or or is there a higher calling that we can be asking lord let me get a little bit closer to you let me mm -hmm. shut out all the other things 
that are taking my attention. Now that I can't do what I thought I could do for you, what? let me focus my attention on knowing you. Mm-hmm. Let me focus my attention on just being in fellowship with you. Mm-hmm. And let your spirit lead me. And let your Show spirit me lead what me. I, where, what it, because we always think, and, and I'm guilty, I'm that so very guilty. That you're only worth what you do. Yes, and, and you also think it's got to be some great grand thing, uh-huh. and it might be just giving someone your jacket. It yeah. could be just putting your arms around somebody and saying, I am so glad you're here, right? It could be like Tandy did the other night in service, my favorite song, when she knew I was struggling with the service. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have to be building a building or... But I mean, God's going to let him do these wonderful things. He is. He says yes. It doesn't, but we he always says think yes, it's got to be some big, enormous thing. And sometimes Considering it's just that he that. ended in bitterness and mm-hmm. defeat. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Idol worship. Mm-hmm. That's what he has. Idol worship. Maybe there was something we could have added to the front end of that request. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I, I, right? I, th- I, I think that's a good point. And as he seeks wisdom, I think about Solomon. What a wonderful thing to seek, to wisdom. I, I, I would well, teach look at the wisdom we have from I, Solomon. And I'd go through Proverbs with my Challenge 3 and Challenge 4 students and say, you know, if you want to know how to live a good life, let's dig into this because this, we cannot make the mistakes other people make. We can skip them. Mm-hmm. We can learn from the wisdom that Solomon yep. collected. Yep. But with all the wisdom Solomon said, you better get understanding, which is completely different than wisdom. Yeah. It's completely different than the knowledge mm-hmm. that you attain to make you have a perfect life. That understanding is, but what is the big picture behind it? We looked into that word understanding many mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. in we the have. classes that I taught to say, we have too, to say, the understanding part is God's point of view. Mm-hmm. That that relationship part, again, like I'm doing all these wise things, but why are they wise? Because they're a reflection of the Son of God. They're a reflection of the Creator. And I think there's a reason, there's an understanding behind and I think the wisdom. The longer that you live, uh, where much is given, much is required, uh, with much wisdom is much grief. Mm-hmm. There's word, there's phrases like that. I think those are Solomon's. I'm pretty yeah, they sure. Are. Those are so, and I think, I think even today, even in our conversation mm-hmm. today, as we were talking about some of these things, as you you think you know a lot of things when you're a teenager or a young adult or a young Don't mother they? or a whatever, and I'm guilty of that too. I'm, I'm very guilty of that too. But as you get older, you start to realize we know about this much of what God knows. We don't, we don't even have, we can't think like him. Even have you though, ever watched your kids even play with other kids? Even though we've been here for all this time. We, you would think we when would have were, a better knowledge. Remember, like when the kids are little and they're playing with other kids. I've got good kids, I really do. But have you ever watched one of the little kids like be mean and like nasty to the other little kids? And you're like, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. And you That's wonder, what God thinks about us. Don't you think that. he does the He's, same thing? He looks at you going, what are you You're, doing? What are you, you, you can't talk to them like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that's always been one of the things that I like to use as children. Your children, your Teach grandchildren you. will show you what you don't see. Yeah. Because they will show you how God sees you. Mm-hmm. Not them, you. <laughs> yeah. Because we all do that same thing. The snarky little comment, the little... Bossiness, uh, or or meanness. the little one over here. Remember, you've got the one that doesn't want to play with that one, so we'll stay over here, mm-hmm. and we're not going to deal with that one. Instead of get over yourself and just stop it, just mm-hmm. stop it. That's what God would. That's what the parents would say. Just stop sure. it. Stop doing that. 
You're not in charge. The thing that I think is is <laughs> yeah. is hard for us as human beings, being very complicated and very being very difficult to deal with and, and impossible, understand. Impossible, but anybody for God to judge. Right. Impossible. How could you? How? how? Um, the thing that strikes me the most the older I get is there is so much more that I could know that I don't know. You, you know what I mean? And I feel like that in this little human brain that I have, it doesn't even, I only have this much, and you can't see my hand probably, but I just have this little inch wide space worth of what I think I do get right from God and how grand and big and glorious and not even able in, to enter into the hearts of man what he is and does and has, you know? Mm -hmm. So here's Solomon. I, I think it's a noble ask. I don't know that I would have come up with anything better. No, I don't either. But after thinking about it, but, yeah, <laughs> and like it's really easy to see what somebody else should do, right? Well, and that's and the I thing. think that's the thing mm, we that's where we humans Solomon, do our worst maybe, part. <laughs> maybe I can learn from that a little bit and ask for a little bit more. We think we know what someone else should ask. You, you know for. what I mean? Maybe mm -hmm. I should ask for a little bit more. Maybe I need to make sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to make sure that I remember mm -hmm. the most important part. That I don't mess it up. Maybe I would have... He doesn't want to mess up. Wouldn't it be nice if he could have said something like, um, just make sure that I keep a relationship with you because I want to get to... Don't let me mess... Protect me from myself, that I don't get in the way of getting to heaven to you when this is over. Help me do everything I need keep to do. Keep everything that keep would me, keep me from that away from me. Keep that away from me. Yeah. But that God probably won't do that. Not, not, here's me going again. He won't. Because he will always bring the things into your life that force you to a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing about Shakespeare. <laughs> um, She's Shakespeare. talked about Shakespeare today <laughs> yep. before. Here. You're like, where's she going now? <laughs> Shakespeare writes a lot of things about love. And, and sometimes love makes you look like a donkey. And sometimes love makes you look like a tragic heroine, and sometimes it's comic, and sometimes it's murderous, and sometimes it's it's just all these different things in Shakespeare. But one thing that he gets right is that when you encounter love, you are always changed. You're always mm -hmm. transformed. Mm -hmm. And if you and and love, when he's talking about human love, is such a small and insignificant thing compared to the fact that. When you encounter the love of God, or when you can count the with same thing, the mm -hmm. gospel, you are forced into a decision. You are never the same again. It is always transformative. Mm -hmm. You can't stay where you don't make a choice, mm -hmm. right? And, and you're always so God wouldn't if we prayed, God, don't let anything come into my life that could take my attention and my focus away from you. I don't think God would ever answer that prayer because God is going to say, "You have to choose me," mm -hmm. and he to, and to. Solomon had to choose him and there came to a time where he said i'm going to choose something else. well let's think about this for a while though. let's take at it, least a while let's take it to else. a con completely different place how many things could we have if we just ask yeah right because he and, tells and us we have not because we ask not or choose we that ask whatever wrong. he says to it is right because mm -hmm. we can ask and i'm not going to go find it another way i'm going to ask him and if god says no I'm, gonna I'm not going to figure out how to get it anyway, but I'm going to accept that answer. And I'm not going to get mad and quit church and not go. Or have you, on the opposite side of that, you Think, have people who well, ask for I things. Well, must not do any good to pray. Or, or they right? ask for things and get what they want, and then they quit church. Right. right? It's like, how do we, human beings, we are, are, we are something to, to deal with. So what's he say? Verse, verse, 13, We're down at 13. verse 12. Did you read? So God says, I'll give it to you. 
-hmm. and I'll give you even more. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the part we kind of started with speaking Mm -hmm. about. So we'll just read to the end, and then we'll talk about that. We got five minutes. We got this. We got this. (laughs) Then Solomon came from his journey to the high place that was Gibeon to Jerusalem from before the tabernacle of the congregation and reigned over Israel. 14, ready? And Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen, and he had a thousand and four hundred chariots and twelve thousand horsemen, which he placed in the chariot cities with the king at Jerusalem. And the king made silver and gold at Jerusalem as plenteous as stones, and cedar trees made he as the sycamore trees that are in the vale for abundance. And Solomon had horses brought out of Egypt, and linen yarn, and king's merchants received the linen yard at a price. And they fetched up and, be, and brought forth out of Egypt a chariot for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. And so bought they out horses for all the kings of the Hittites and for the kings of Syria by their, by their means. means. So what does Solomon do? Remember what we started with? He's not, he's supposed, gonna, to he's not supposed to go to Egypt and get horses and chariots. And he's not supposed, supposed to, to do to, these to, things. But he's already made Or league. multiply silver and gold into himself. Here we are on his best chapter. His first day in. <laughs> I don't know if it's the first day, but it's his, his best first, chapter. Yeah. And he's violated all the things that he was supposed to write in his own little book and read and every read, single read every day, day so he wouldn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't read the book. Now, Solomon, I know you were the wisest man to ever live. I'm but sorry. But, buddy, you chapter one. Neither shall he multiply wives. And we talked about this. That, 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 verse 17 kind of tells you, how he may have justified it to himself and that's a good so verse 17 says okay he sends people to egypt to get these horses he builds this huge stable to keep these horses in but he's selling these horses and chariots to the hittites and the syrians these other people over here so he may be saying to himself if he read the little book if he read if he read the little book (laughs) i'm not multiplying them to myself i'm just getting them for them i am (laughs) making a trade route and enriching the nation Mm Just that's just it's just almost what God said not to do. (laughs) But but maybe it's not really for him. It's not really for me. It's commerce. It's trade. He's trying to help his country. He might be thinking this is what a smart businessman would do because he's awfully smart. He's Mm -hmm. been given wisdom and understanding, right? He he's very smart. And hey, if I make a profit, but what's he not supposed to do? Multiply gold and silver for himself. And get <laughs> right. horses or go, and get back, to Egypt or go back to Egypt or send anybody to Egypt. So Moses says, write this down. When you have a king, tell him to read it every, every day. single day <laughs> and not violate this. This is going to be a major mistake. Now, when you find out in a few chapters, if you stay with us, you find out after he offers sacrifices to false gods and builds these abominable temples in his kingdom and really violates God it, God, God is going to judge it. But you know how he judges it? A man na- named Hadad who comes from Egypt. Mm-hmm. Where who he's not hears about to be there. King Solomon. What must it say? Don't go, go to, to Egypt. Egypt. <laughs> That's what he said. What's he say to us? <laughs> Don't go right? back to the bonds Don't that you go left. Back. You Stay are away free. from the things you, that you left. I saved you out, out of, of that. sin. That's right. Stay I gave away you the Holy that. Spirit to overcome sin. And what do we say? But what? I want to go to Egypt. <laughs> Don't go to Egypt. But but see, but it's different for me because see, I know how to handle it, so it doesn't affect me. Yeah. That's the that's what we do. We justify and we say, I know that that is can be a really bad thing. I know that sometimes people get in trouble with that. But here's why I do it. No. Here's why it's okay for me. I I'm this is my plan, and here's my justification. And anybody 
in my situation would have to do it just like this and and you can kind that's the seed mm-hmm. and that starts the progression His in son the wrong direction does the same thing yes. when rehoboam is on the throne and king solomon dies and we're going to go all over all of these the because this is all in the chapters and the godly and the good come to him with advice and he says nope and he says you know what i really want to do the thing i'm not supposed to do Right? But isn't that what we I always do? I do this do? other thing. I don't really, I know I'm not supposed to eat from that tree, but I want that tree, right? right. We we are humans and we and are complicated. complicated. We don't, and stupid. If, if, and stupid. <laughs> Sometimes we are very stupid. All right, we are out of time. Do you have anything you want to close with before we say goodnight? I, I just want to say that like this, this chapter is never... It never when we come to do Bible study is it about anybody out there. It's always about something yes. God is teaching me. And, and me I'm too. glad you get to share and benefit from it. But I've been so convicted all day in this chapter about how did we get here. And sometimes I think that in our church today in America, and I, we were looking back mm-hmm. at some videos that, that were really good with praising mm-hmm. and shouting and singing and preaching and just and happy like, to be you in turn God's it on house. and you hear the sound of God's people praising and there's nothing in the world like that nope. instant chill bumps down mm-hmm. your spine instant, instant joy you know exactly what those are feeling. my people their Holy Spirit my Holy Spirit mm-hmm. right the mm-hmm. spirit in them spirit mm-hmm. in me mm-hmm. communing we're in fellowship like mm-hmm. it gives you the greatest pleasure it to hear does. God's people praise mm-hmm. and I think why are we not doing that why like the guy who wrote the book if it's Ezra, I think it's Ezra, and seeing that they've already rebuilt the temple and are already forgetting what it's all about. How could you keep Why forgetting? are we forgetting what it's all about? We're our own worst enemy. That's what we keep saying. Protect Solomon is his own ourself. worst enemy. But, you know, we can come to church tomorrow on Easter Sunday, and we can shout the walls down. Mm-hmm. We have a risen Savior. Mm-hmm. This is She's true proved. and real yep. and honest, and I want to end it with this verse, okay? Okay. So we talk about King Solomon and how that is the heyday. Mm-hmm. That's the that day. is the heyday. And yet the seeds of, of the problem has one more heyday are in chapter too, one. I think. I think when it, the building when of the, the temple, temple and the dedication. That's dedicate right. The temple. But this is a real good day. This is a good right? day. But then it says, not after that, not long after that, does he ruin everything? And this says, now, Paul says, First Timothy chapter one, unto the king. Mm-hmm. Eternal. The king eternal immortal jesus christ invisible the only wise solomon you thought it was you buddy but the only wise god be honor and glory forever and ever amen amen i don't think we could that's end it any key. better we could right? end that's it any the better. key yes that i serve thank you for joining us hopefully we'll be back next saturday hopefully lord willing if we're not we'll see you in heaven Uh, Keep your Bibles open. Stay battle ready. It is a battle.